The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. and welcome to another episode of the panel discussion. I know we've been all wacky and all over the board with our times last few weeks, but we appreciate you sticking with us. As always, I am one of your hosts, Greg Knowlton, and I am joined by... I'm Mike Skyros. Boy, <laughs> do I sure like that one comic book character that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, Guys, I'm back. It's Micah. Sorry I left you hanging last week and left you with uh, fucking numb nuts. Uh, not you, <laughs> Skyros. Uh, I love Skyros. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, how's everyone doing? I hope everyone's well and staying occupied in these trying times. How yeah. you doing, kiddo? Good. This was the first weekend we got out of the house. So good. We saw some invisible man. And, oh, you, you know, went to the Transit Drive-In, which is open I here did. in Buffalo, New York. I yes, did. If you're, if you're living in the Western New York area, we highly recommend going to the Transit Drive-In. Greg, how was your driving experience? Did they uh, limit like the snack bar, the bathrooms? How was it? They every so everything's functioning. They have it like you know they'll tell you when to come in to use the bathroom and when to come into the snack bar. It's obviously longer lines. But as far as like the actual drive-in, we just pulled our cars up. We could sit outside of them if we wanted to. Um, we still had really good spots because everything is pre-purchased. So you pre-purchase the tickets in advance, get there, on, and then they'll just place you. Do you pre-purchase like your spot? No, it's not. It's not that far. It's just based on like when you show up. Um, but we showed up pretty early. We were able to, you know, sit and eat snacks and and watch the movie just like. Just like normal, a little more space between the cars, but it was honestly nothing too crazy. It was really yeah, I, nice to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I hear. I, uh, as you can see, I have a little bit of a sunburn here. I was out uh, kayaking in the lagoons in uh, Presque Isle in Erie, PA. That's. I'm just. I'm trying to do stuff outdoors, like nonstop, just yeah. so I don't lose my fucking mind. Um, either be yard work or just hanging on the porch, man, going out doing stuff. But that transit sounds like a great idea. Greg, I got to ask, I know we're not really a movie review uh, uh, station, but uh, podcast, how was uh, Invisible Man? I really liked it. Like, especially because, you know, the recent reboots with Universal and (laughs) their luck with like things like The Mummy. Oh, um, terrible. And and Dracula Untold, which I liked that movie, but it didn't do well in theaters and in yeah. box offices. Um, but this was really good. It was really clever. Um, I think it was, you know, it wasn't an original story by any means. The the way the Invisible Man existed wasn't, you know, it's been done before. Yeah. But the take on it, how it was handled, um, and the pacing. Honestly, the pacing was one of the best things in the movie because it was such a perfectly slow burn. Um, and I'm not a big Elizabeth Moss person. I know everyone loves her. I like her. I just, I just never like really got, got into anything she's done, but I think she did a really good job with the role. I actually think she killed it. Um, and I'm interested. Acting, uh, acting aside, I mean, I'm sure we could both agree that she could be worn as a hockey mask. 
So that's a big, big, big fan of Elizabeth Moss when it comes to that. Um, and uh, so the Invisible Man, from what I'm hearing is, and, and keep in mind, I'm hearing this review from men. Um, I'm hearing that it's like a really big budget lifetime movie. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like if they added like sci-fi into uh, Jennifer Lopez's Revenge, like oh. for sure. Okay. No, but, no, no, not not revenge. Uh, enough. Uh, enough. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Trust I me, knew. Dude. I knew. It. Don't don't fuck me up with my Jennifer Lopez trivia, <laughs> right, man. I'm glad. I mean, like, but yeah, revenge it's very much enough. like that. Revenge or enough, she's still Jenny from the block. Um, dude, good man. I'm glad you liked it. You froze for a second there. That's <laughs> got you back. Yes, I do. Oh. <laughs> Uh, so do you have uh, do you have anything in the news here? Because I got a few little tidbits here that I uh, I uh, brushed up on the last couple days. I have two quick things. Hopefully, I'm not stepping on your toes with any of it. Uh, new comics are coming out again. So yes. I know our friends at Iron Buffalo are doing curbside pickup. Yeah, uh, and I know a couple of the other local comic book shops. So that's huge. So uh, look on their Facebooks, contact their stores um, for exactly how that's going to work. But you can start picking up new physical issues, which I think is super cool. Uh, and then the Dark Knight, um, that Dark Knight's heavy metal or death metal that I've been looking forward to so much has been pushed back. It was supposed to come out this week. Um, yeah. Back June 17th. But it'll still be happening. And that's all I care about. As long as it's happening. Um, and there's another run of Deceased, which I think they're on their, like, seventh spinoff of that storyline. That's wild, man. That is which absolutely is awesome. Wild. I'll take it. Yeah, uh, a little more Deceased. That's a bummer that uh, Batman uh, Heavy Metal's pushback. It is. Um, you know what, though? I'm okay with it because it would have come out, like, right before they really started doing the physical releases. And that's something I want physical copies of. Um, I don't want to yeah. read that digital. I'm a big fan oh. of Capullo's art, and I want to see it in, in person. Oh, hell yeah, man. Uh, also, my uh, my friends over that run, Queen City Bookstore on Main Street in Buffalo, they are also open. Uh, they have uh, – uh, hours are now uh, 11 to 3 p.m., and I guess on Wednesdays they're doing 11 to 4 p.m., and because that's, you know – day new comics could come out uh but yeah the same same deal curbside um so yeah the novaks novaks are over there running that store that's awesome good yeah it's good man things are things are uh are coming up uh and of course come on let's talk about it let's talk about the rob schneider cut of justice (laughs) coming out (laughs) yeah make copies (laughs) <laughs> now uh, yes. I, it's it's so it's such a weird time that like the internet wins now the internet community mm-hmm. is winning and it's good and bad this is a particular case that i think it's good um yeah. I mean, if there was a way we could go back and retcon last jedi i'd be all about it i mean a movie yeah. sucks fucking burn it do it again um i mean it's it's also no reason to to lose your mind over, but if you have this other version available, then fuck yeah, let's see it. Why not? Like we have extended director's cuts and, and all that stuff. Like 
And this is a, yes, this is a very much a different version. It's not to the same where it's just like, here's some scenes we cut out. It's like, here's a lot we cut out. It's not oh, like yeah. watching, you know, the Rings extended cut that's just, here's an extra three hours of movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm excited for it. I actually never finished the Justice League movie. I started watching it, was I got distracted and never just never got back to it. So I've never even finished the original cut, which is really I sad. I think it's um, terrible. That's saying a lot. I, I think it's absolutely terrible. Uh, for some fucking reason, they turned Batman into the comic relief. I, I I don't understand that. I don't. I thought it was written poorly. The fucking when you have the Flash, you you have the Flash for that. Why would you make uh, <laughs> almost said Ben Stiller? Fucking uh, <laughs> who the hell is Ben Stiller? Yeah, not, not Ben Stiller. That fucking mopey son of a bitch that played Batman. This this go around. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing like Ben Stiller's Batman, and then his Justice League would have been like Adam Sandler as the freaking Flash, and like oh. Kevin James in there as Aquaman. Like, get out of here, <laughs> Tyler Tyler Perry Cyborg. <laughs> oh, it's awful, but I want to see it. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, well, Ben, I'm Stiller. excited for it. I like the I like the um. The dark side scenes I've seen, or not scenes, but like the images I've seen with him included, and I think it'll just be cool to see some of that extra stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it was actually nine eleven a.m. Zack Snyder tweeted the first image of Dark Seed on his, cool. uh, on his Twitter. Yeah, so HBO Max is gonna debut the Snyder Cut of Justice League back in uh, twenty twenty one. What was that supposed to be like June? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's pretty exciting. Another reason to get HBO Max, which with all these streaming services, I mean, it just adds up to your your fully loaded yeah. cable right now. Uh, it, also, HBO Max, real quick, dropped 600 movie titles and a ton of comic book titles included in that. But 600 oh, movies, including like the Batman movies and Gremlins were just some of the stuff I saw. So that's huge. <laughs> Well, my favorite little little tidbit, little factoid of myself, my favorite show of all time is South Park, and apparently South Park is moving to HBO Max, so I'm not oh, going to wow. have uh, my all my my South Park binge reruns that were on Hulu. Uh, so another reason to get HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, uh, for you collectors out there, and I'm looking at you, buddy. Uh, the exclusive Double Infinity 2-Pack Funko Pop is up for pre-order. Uh, that, of course, is a play on episode 19 of the 1967 Spider-Man series where the infamous point at each other Spider-Man, which turned into a fantastic meme a couple years ago. So it's two, two Spider-Men pointing at each other. I mean that's pretty awesome. <laughs> what are you typing? Are you are you pre-ordering it right now? Come on, man, we're recording. I'm not a show. Pre-ordering it, but I'm looking. Be a, at be it. A, be a professional, all right. Be a professional. No. Do it after the I show. I can never. I can never be a professional. I can never. I got As my first lightsaber out here, <laughs> and I have another one on the way. Um, because in the new office at the home, one of the main lighting sources will be lightsabers on the back wall. So I'm pretty excited for that. That's awesome. But why would you waste it on like an office room when you could use that for the lighting in the bedroom and really set the mood? I could. I could spice things up. Yeah. 
Get those midi-chlorians flowing. I'm going to do to your vagina what Ryan Johnson did to Star Wars and ruin it. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> but pretty funny. <laughs> do you have any more news on What? Yes, that's what I was asking. Is there any more news on your end? Yeah, uh, speaking of vaginas, uh, Stormy Daniels. You know, Are you aware of who Stormy Daniels is? I know you're a good church boy. Uh, From the Stormy. news. What? From the news and the Trumps. Yes, Stormy Daniels, who enjoyed her 15 minutes of national fame back in 2018 due to her 2006 affair with Trump, is back in uh, in the news, but in comic book form, with Stormy Daniels Space Force. <laughs> yes, this is real. Uh, the 41-year-old busty performer plays a newly appointed captain who commands a starship under the leadership of Earth's leader, the very stable genius uh, Ordon, who looks like Trump. Uh, this is fantastic news uh and it's also in development as an animated series it's basically i don't so now i don't remember the name but wasn't there like a weird like pamela anderson action movie was that barbella or something it was uh it was barbed wire yes yeah so that's Bar- kind of the vibes i'm getting <laughs> just um it it kind of it yeah, kind of. If you look at the artwork, you'll see it's not that route. It's kind of goofy. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely took liberties with drawing her chest. <laughs> and as comics will. Yeah, as, as most comic books would. You know, the, you 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 have an audience. Play to it. But yeah, why not? I mean, I'm sure these are good. I probably won't read them, but I will totally watch the animated series. Uh, speaking of animated series, uh, Attack on Titan Season 4 is delayed until further notice. I know it was supposed to come out, I believe, in fall, and now it's pushed back to a question mark. All because everything, as we all know, everything fucking sucks right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a very few things that are, like, coming out new. Like, I found myself watching Ultimate Tag just because I needed something to watch wow. on TV. Shit, it's, it's, it's new age American gladiators. It's like parkour American gladiators. So I'm in it. I'm into it. Nice. And then uh, the rocks TV show is pretty fun too. The, that Titan games. Yeah. Um, the second season of that. So, you know, weird, weird TV. Oh, I'm watching weird TV too, but not weird in the sense like what you're watching. I'm going back and I'm finding when I mean like finding, I am really digging deep for the most obscure 1980s slashers I could find. That's cool. I mean like stuff that I didn't even hear of before, like really obscure shit. Um, and I, I'm I'm also diving deep into Full Moon Pictures. If anyone knows what Full Moon is, they're the the company that brought Puppet Master, um, Castle Freak, no. Uh, it, dolls a bunch of other stuff Dem- demonic demonic dolls uh ginger dead man stuff like that going deep into the the catalog of uh uh full moon really just makes me question existence <laughs> awesome uh, um, sorry it's got up of yeah that realm real quick just to plug 
I am on History Creeps tomorrow or the same day, on Wednesday this week, um, just talking about like my own run-ins with paranormal, my view on cryptids and folklore, um, and just kind of all of that weird stuff um, that I've kind of dealt with and researched in my life. Yeah. Um, so I'll be on that with Chris Chavez tomorrow, um, talking about all that. Very cool. Love to hear your take on cryptids, considering that you kind of are one in your own sense. <laughs> giant, I mean, yeah. yeah, you giant man, you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure you, you're aware of this, so this one's a little bit for you. This is actually why I'm bringing it up. Uh, Jessica Cruz is back from the dead. Really? Oh, God, did I just spoil awesome. it for you? That's awesome. No, I'm, I'm cool like, with that. I okay. love She's she's back. She's, yeah, she's, she is the most powerful Green Lantern right now that she's back. Uh, and it was all because Darkseed inadvertently gave her a bunch of these Omega powers uh, mm-hmm. when he burnt her to a crisp. But yeah, she's back from the dead. And uh, I'd like to see where they're going to go with this, with this uh, very intriguing Green Lantern character. They're doing, lanterns are going crazy right now, which makes me feel like something big is coming because like the grant morrison green lantern run is awesome uh far sector which is like a blade runner take on um green lantern with sojourner is super awesome uh and then now they're doing a like kids green lantern with i can't think of the kid's name but he's like a the first asian american green lantern uh, which is appropriate for what we're talking right now he's about to like have his own run so there's a lot of super cool stuff far sector is the coolest comic book i'm reading right now because it doesn't feel like a superhero comic but she's a really cool green lantern as well very um, awesome so yeah but that's awesome to hear that makes me excited i love jessica cruz i knew you did man um let's see on to a little bit of sony news now of course venom 2 and morbius they've been pushed back We've we've covered that to 2021, but Sony is still they're so like intent on expanding the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we have the Into the Spider Verse uh, is getting a sequel. Uh, mm-hmm. We we've talked about that before, but there's an undisclosed upcoming movie uh, coming out that's going to take place in the Spider Man universe. Uh, now the rumors were that it was oh it is going to be female centric, and the rumors were Black Cat silver sable but but apparently that it's not saying that's not first off it's a fucking rumor and you know how the internet is but i guess the main rumor out there right now is the lesser known character madame madame webb Mm -hmm. the the psychic uh can't use can't use my body psychic spider lady which is cool. She's lesser Isn't known, it, super known to '90s like Spider-Man fans that like well, '90s cartoon because she was yeah, a huge part of it. Yeah, but I think that's awesome. I I was kind of also leaning towards Silk, um, but like her main storyline involved Peter Parker, so I wouldn't know how to do that. They would do that, but I, yeah. I love the idea of of uh, Madam Web. It's not sexy. No, no, no. and that's why I was thinking they might have went Silk. Because literally Silk's like early storyline and she meets Peter Parker and they basically like have their spider senses tingle to the point where they have like a week long sex romp because oh, of their spider senses. Dude, you just fucking come so hard. They're literally shooting. <laughs> <rope>. <laughs> 
Yeah. So fast. So quick. Oh, my God. It's like this one time I took a bunch of Kratom and came, and I was I thought I should go to the doctor. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, <laughs> one of the, the last little thing that I have here is, and I'm, I'm sure you've seen it, uh, it was this uh, kind of took a kind of took a back burner to the unfortunate events that happened in Minneapolis uh, with the, the police officers and the, the, we won't get into that. Uh, but there was a viral video uh, from a couple days ago of a woman, Amy Cooper with her dog in central park. She did not have her dog on a leash and a gentleman started recording her. Cause she started freaking out, calling 911 saying that there is a, a African-American man harassing her. And it, her life is fucked because of this. Uh, but the, the guy that was actually recording the video was former Marvel Comics writer and editor, uh, Christian Cooper, who actually co-created the first openly gay Star Trek character, uh, Yoshi Mishima. Uh, so it's just kind of wild that... Weird. This, yeah, this was the dude that caught the whole thing on uh, on camera of this woman freaking out, saying she's being attacked by an African American. When all he said was, "Lady, please put your dog on a leash." Yeah. Man, something about these Chris Coopers those, just can't can't live with them. What <laughs> said something about these Chris Coopers just can't live with them. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but all right, man. That's uh, that's all I really have going on that I've 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 gathered. Anything else on your that's end? A good, a good news run. No, I think that was everything. I was you, man. You gathered a lot. I was just really excited about you know comic books being physical again and being able to um, go get a couple. So thanks oh, for that. That's a huge. The, the smell of a comic book store. I just can't wait. I can't wait. I'm I'm really excited to actually be able to physically go into them again, but to just get my little, you know, my little paper bag full of comic books, I'm excited. Haven't got my fix in a while. Doesn't that feel good? The the sleeve paper bag with like five comic books in. It's such a cool feeling. It's it's weirdly like satisfying to like have that and open it up. The best is like for me, when someone else buys them for me, because like my mom will randomly go to a comic book shop and then be like, "Hey, I bought you these," and drop it on my at my doorstep. Nice. And like it's just like a surprise, like it's like Christmas for me getting to pull those out of that paper bag and see what 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 I got. And just like Christmas, you only come once a year. <laughs> and now you're having, and now you're having a kid. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Soon and very soon. All right, man. So what was this? This was uh, Asian History Hot Moms Month, which I don't think was actually called Hot Moms Month. I think it was Mother Appreciation, but, you know, then... It was. You might uh, fight it. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. Matt's not here to, to control me. Yeah, and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so to, today was the moms. Yes. Okay. All right. They were covering moms. Today we're covering That's the moms. That's safer to say. <laughs> hey, man, you want? Uh, yeah. I'll kick us off. I um, actually wanted to cover a character. I think 
this is the weirdest thing. The most people know this character because she had a super controversial comic book cover, and that's the Jessica Drew Spider Woman. Um, for the longest time, people talked about she has this comic book cover where she's posed like traditional Spider-Man, but backwards, so it's just like viewed in on her butt. And that's what a lot of people like know her from. Really, she didn't have a ton of popularity before that weird controversy. Um, but she was created, I believe, um, in the ah, why did I lose? I lost my my notes. Um, lost your marbles. Lost it. Uh, she was created in the seventies. Uh, in 77, she appeared in a Marvel Spotlight comic, um, and she was actually, like, injected by her father um, with this serum. Um, and so that, I think that led to some issues with her, um, especially with, you know, with she had issues with her own father, which leads to this storyline later, um, where we actually got one of the first times I think you ever really see this. Um, but Jessica Drew was fighting crime as Spider-Woman while very pregnant. Um, I saw some it, pictures of her, yeah. Very, very it's a pregnant. full comic book run where she's she's about, I, th- I want to say she's like seven to eight months pregnant in the Spider-Woman suit, but it's kind of modified so she can still wear it. Uh, it's like a maternity suit um, <laughs> where she's wearing a leather jacket and like black pants instead of the traditional, you know, red and gold. Um, and it's a super interesting run, like, one of the very first issues, I actually have it somewhere. Um, she is in her house, like fighting a bad guy, like fighting a villain, like right in her house, carry, carrying her groceries with, you know, her, her baby belly showing. Um, and it becomes a really cool run. She goes on to, she tries to fight crime from the background. Um, she still wants to be involved, but keep her child safe. And yeah. it leads to... Um, her good friend Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, actually saying, hey, why don't you come to this sword facility um, for mothers with powers? I know I'm watching you do that. Um, I don't know what we're we're talking about. Uh, For mothers with powers and things like that, where she can safely give birth to this child. Um, So she goes to this maternity ward, and this is where things get crazy, is she finds out this maternity ward, this sword facility maternity ward, has been invaded by scrolls. (laughs) <laughs> and so very pregnant Jessica Drew uh, decides to fight the Skrulls, but she can't do it on her own. So she arms up the other pregnant mothers, and they go to war with the Skrulls in this maternity ward. Um, and she actually starts to win and goes into labor and then gives birth to her child and still actually finishes, uh, she has to get an emergency C-section. So very, probably one of the toughest things to go through in pregnancy. Oh, um, yeah. I know a lot of women have had it, and it is, it is, pregnancy itself, we already know, you know, from what people say, I'm a man, so I don't know. Uh, it's one of the toughest things people, someone could ever go through, and then you add a C-section inside of it. So this happens, and then to make her even stronger, she then stands up with her newborn child and finishes fighting the scrolls by herself uh, before any help comes because this shield or this uh, sword facility is inside a black hole, so no help could get to it quickly. 
Oh. <laughs> but um, I, very quickly, that was just, it was a very quick storyline I wanted to talk about. Um, and she actually passes out after she defeats the last wave of skulls because she just gave birth. Um, and I, I think it was just a really cool thing to talk about. And this has now become something very important to her storyline because I think that's rare, I think. And it's kind of what you talked about earlier with audiences where, um, you know, we comic book women were yeah. meant to be looked at. <laughs> they really like that was what they were originally drawn for. Look at the artwork. So to have this and that's changing a lot, I think, nowadays, I think they still it's still part of it. But they're also being displayed more stronger and that and that's not to say the comic book men aren't drawn with chiseled abs and to look a certain way either um but that's just you know they had a purpose there wasn't a lot of women readers either and i think today that's changed a lot and it was really cool to see a character not only be pregnant but then to and i think it's perfect for what we're talking about with you know this mother's day thing um she fought crime while pregnant leading a group of other mothers who were literally just protecting their children. And then in a final effort to protect her child, she gave birth and stood up and continued to fight. Uh, and I think that's cool. I think that's cool to see in comic books. Um, that's something that's become, like I said, main part of her story. Like she's tried to go out and fight crime. She's tried to go out and have fun and her focus is on her child. Um, and, and she still wants to like make sure she's there to protect them. Uh, and the child is totally, um, powerless has no superpowers and the thing even more with jessica drew and this is what i was talking about earlier with her father is there is no father this child she wanted to be a mother and is artificially inseminated never actually um, was in a relationship with anybody else um, couldn't find anyone she wanted to be a relationship with and actually has the child on her own and completely raises him as like a true single mother strong um, woman yeah kind of cool kind of you know, a really cool moment. I think it's a cool character. And I think she's a perfect character to kind of highlight in this, in what we're talking about. Yeah. That's all I got on her. <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, what a fucking crazy storyline. I actually did not know about that. Her giving birth and fighting up, uh, the, the, you know, and <laughs> dude, that's nuts. Yeah. Good it's for weird. Her. Also, I whoever wrote it, but cool. Yeah. But like, now they tell you, the pregnant woman, that these roller coasters you go on, it's not okay. Not okay to go on a roller. You're not supposed to smoke cigarettes. You're not supposed to go on roller coasters or booze up. Now, web slinging building to building, <laughs> I'm pretty sure is the same fucking thing as riding a roller it's coaster. It's probably more G's than a roller coaster. <laughs> Absolutely. So now, what is that doing? Now, I, I'm a firm believer in tough love and, like, you know, toughen the kid up. See, when I was younger, I used to swim in this creek in Erie, PA, that uh, turned out to be a runoff. And I was basically just, like, swimming in shit. My immune system is great. I have a solid immune system. I do I do lines of coronavirus, all right? that's That's how tough my immune system is. Now, maybe in a way that kind of toughened up this baby. Yeah, maybe, or that's why they don't have superpowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Lost it all, any chance. Uh, well, now 
I was going to do kind of uh, an homage to all the women. Uh, but then I realized that's a lot of work. And I, <laughs> I, I'm, I lost interest pretty, pretty quick into this. So I just went, I went straight with, I went straight to my go-to Jean Grey. Now, Fair enough. Jean Grey, as we know, is the mother to Cable. Her and Scott Summers, Cyclops, they uh, they they gave birth to Cable, who uh, overnight becomes this crotchety gray old man who's part part robot and carries a big gun and travels through time with some dude named Bishop. Now, now to really get into this, it's it, it would take forever because the Summers family tree is just so effed. It's so effed in the A, and it's so weird, and there's so many different stories, and it's the whole, oh, Cable isn't really Jean Grey's daughter, because it turned out that it was some fucking doppelganger that Mr. Sinister created, and Scott Summers was the one that impregnated that and gave birth, it was uh, uh, Madeline Pryor, right, Uh, Mm -hmm. gave birth to to Cable. Now, that's, that's just bananas to me. Um, it, and it gets weirder. It's it so does get weirder. Place. It's so weird. But uh, what I wanted to talk about is what Jean Grey had to go through with Hope Summers. Now, Hope Summers is would be her granddaughter, right? Technically, yeah. Technically, yeah. yeah so well, this, Cable, Cable had Hope Summers. And Hope Summers and Jean Grey, they had to find Cable. This is, uh, Greg, help me out because I know you know this story too, man. I'm just, my brain is starting to turn into mush now that I'm talking about it. Um, It's, yeah. All right. So, (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't even know how to to present this. Uh, All right. So Cable, basically, long story short, is that Cable gets killed by some bad guys in the future, and Hope and Jean Grey, they both have to witness it. So you're Jean Grey, you see your adult son, this grizzled war hero son of yours, get killed, and you're hanging out with your granddaughter, who is as old as you, who's... It's just, it's so fucking weird. And basically what I'm getting at is what a strong woman to have to deal with this shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, now I'm trying to remember, because it's happened again recently too. Is this the exterminated storyline you're talking about? Exterminated, yeah. And it's, it's, then there was something where Hope, Hope gets Jean Grey to go on like this mission, but she's not telling her Mm -hmm. that the mission is a way to bring Cable back. Yeah. Because Jean's against bringing Cable back, it's a very confusing storyline, but very interesting at the same time. And while all this is happening, young Jean Grey is also present. Um, So you have old mom Jean Grey and young Jean Grey and Hope. And Rachel. (laughs) Who fucks Rachel? Rachel Summers is there as well. Oh, Yeah, and then young a young cable comes around uh and young cable is spoiler alert the one who killed old cable what this is the movie looper (laughs) yeah and it is absolutely insane but it it is really cool um it's a really interesting look in in the gene gray for sure there 
yeah. because she's dealing with 101 emotions and, in a way, trying to guide young Jean Grey through all of this. Oh, God. What a mess. So, it's a, it, Exterminated is a really cool storyline. Uh, I, I loved it. It was actually one of the things that got me back into X-Men. It's something also that could never be taken into, like, into a script you can never turn this storyline into a script into a movie it's something that you just have to appreciate in the actual form of a comic book uh even as turning this into like an animated thing might even be a little too much yeah there's a lot anything time travel is already really difficult oh yeah Um, and then you throw the x-men in it which just usually makes things more complicated well we don't even like adhere to the laws of time travel at this point no it's it's so fucking bananas like if i i I don't dude like if i had to deal with young me i would just fucking be so pissed off um young me was such a asshole um and then i don't know to, to hang out with like a, a, a grandkid version of me and oh good lord i couldn't imagine what what how fucking weird is that that like that's like normal to her yeah she's hanging out with her like grandkids and her kids and her and herself herself and her like nephews and they've all been like evil at some point and, and we gotta get the gotta make sure that my one version of my son doesn't kill the other version of my son it's banana sandwich and it's it's loopy as hell but yeah man that's kind of what i just wanted to talk about uh with the uh, extermination storyline with gene gray and then realize that i did a very poor job at it because it's just so fucking confusing it's not your fault i think that's what lends to the story though is it makes that's one of those stories that's just so much better read uh yeah because it and it's so good. It is really good. The artwork for it is incredible. Oh, the artwork is new, awesome, Greg. And it launched a new run of X Force, which I liked even more. Um, it it did it just did a really good job. And and as the X Force team is super cool, and it brought uh, uh, Death Clock back or Death Lock back. And there's a an homage Death Clock an Death homage Clock. to um to to Star Wars in a scene with Young Cable and Deathlock. So it's, it's really cool. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I, uh, that I didn't know about like bringing X-Force back and stuff like that, but that's, that's pretty sweet. I, uh, for our listeners, I recommend checking, checking the extermination storyline out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And all of, all of X-Men, if you want to be super confused, go read powers of X and house of X and gift of X because uh, it's all super crazy and all over the place. <laughs> like, I stay away from House of X, man. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's good, but it's it's you know they're bringing people back to life using Golden Ball now because his balls are actually eggs that he can put clone of material into and make clones of the old X Men. And yeah, it's weird. <laughs> X Men. Now, crazy, let man. me ask you this: Do you feel like storylines like that cheapen a death of a of a character? Oh, for sure. And, but I think what X-Men's trying to do was they first did this whole, like, hey, let's send the young X-Men into the future to make up for killing off Scott Summers uh, and making him a villain, because now we need to rectify this and figure out how to bring our main characters back. 
And it's like, okay, this kind of worked, but we made it more complicated. How do we really fix this? And now that's where they went with House of X and, and Powers of X was now we have an excuse to bring Wolverine back to life that we just killed. We have an excuse yep. to bring all these characters and undo mistakes we've made. Um, it cheapens the death, but it also, I think for comic books, it's so difficult because you have so many writers with so many visions, yep. but ultimately a publisher that still wants a specific thing as well. Uh, and they make monies off money off monies. Yeah, they make monies off these characters. Um, but they make money off these characters. And if you have your main crop of X-Men, the the Jean Greys, the Wolverines, the Cyclops, uh, the Beast, Storm, and Professor X all dead, yep. where are you gonna make money? Yep. How are you gonna make money? Well, it's so if you're uh, I mean, like if you're anything like me, one of the 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 driving forces for you to read something, watch something, get into something is nostalgia. Somebody told me about a show that came out and I'm like, I don't really give a shit, but they were like, yo, it looks like it was made in the 1980s. And I'm like, whoa, I'm in uh, wrestling. I don't give a shit about really watching anything new anymore. But the moment I'm like, oh, Steve Austin's on, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> and now it's just like, oh, hey, we have all these fucking weird versions of the Hulk uh but guess what we brought bruce banner back whoa i am in um yeah which plus immortal hulk is dope it's it's like the whole a horror movie take on the hulk and it's amazing and i i really do like it uh but yeah i agree it's it's weird um that's but like the grant morrison green lantern totally rewrote the green lantern story and i i love i love jeff john's take on it um yeah but it was super cool I don't know. It's so hard with, because I I don't want to stop seeing Clark Kent. I don't want to stop seeing Bruce Wayne and Wolverine. But at the same time, like when a character dies, I want it to matter. I want to feel something when a character dies. That's it's and it's almost like uh, the characters themselves in the comic books. It's I feel like if you keep doing this so much that even like the writers will have like that joke in there, like oh well, fuck it. I mean, the character knows that if they die, their their buddies will bring them back. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's just, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Um, one of my favorite shows of all time is Supernatural, and no one dies on that show. No one stays dead. Their, their mom comes back. Their best friends come back. They come back. They've been to hell. They've been to heaven. They come And, and it stinks sometimes because it, like, makes, it really makes it like, oh, there's no risk to anything they're doing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the one, uh, the one character, uh, Crowley's mom. They killed her, I think, three fucking times. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and the one and, time it was like, oh, Lucifer killed her. So it's like, whoa, if Lucifer killed her, she's, she's dead, dead now. Dead. <laughs> He's fucking not. <laughs> yep. And it, it, it cheapens things, and it makes me think of like in the same vein, a show like Angel. Um, I remember as a kid watching that. I was pretty young when it got to this point when Fred died, and I was just like. That was it. She was dead, and it was really sad. And it meant a lot. It added to the show. It added a lot of weight to what every every all the characters did. Um, now it's like, hey, character died. Well, he'll be back to life. Oh, you're not even going to wait till the end of the episode. He's back to life. <laughs> and comic books kind of do the same thing. It's like Death of Wolverine came out two years ago. Resurrection of Wolverine comes out two years later. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. They uh, killing. Captain America in Civil War was yeah that was that was nuts that was what 2008 yeah 
2008, 2009, somewhere around there. I remember getting the whole series. I remember getting the comic the day it came out. Just for that, I even cried when I read it. Um, and then next thing you know, he wakes up with his uh, mm-hmm. everything. Everything's with him, his whole memory and everything. And then, bam, wakes up in Nazi Germany fighting the Nazis. And it's just like, it's like, oh, come the fuck on. Like, yeah. That's why I want, like, in the, keep at least in the cinematic universe, keep it, like, cement. Like, sure, if you want to bring RDJ back as a AI, make him less intelligent. So it's not just like, hey, Iron Man's still here. Make him, like, a limited AI. Yeah. Um, and be that the only way you bring him back or through flashbacks. I don't want to see him fighting alongside of them ever again, personally. No. Unless it's the very final cinematic, like, this is going to be the last like Marvel movie in this universe ever again. And we're going to do something to bring him back for a flash um, for the final fight. Fine. But otherwise keep him out of the movies. Once you kill yep. a character, kill him off. Um, that's fine. Like what I want to see old man, Steve Rogers. Sure. He's still alive. But if I get Steve Rogers, he better be old Steve Rogers. Like the comic books, like the uncanny Avengers. Yeah. Don't give me young Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Agreed. And don't you know? Get rid of Chris Evans. Make it. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I just forgot his name. I had it. U.S. Marshals. Give me that name. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, give me Tommy Lee Jones as Captain America. Old Steve Rogers. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You could do. Uh, you could do that. You could do. Uh, uh, Dennis Quaid. That's not. That's not a bad one, actually. No. I, like I would legit be okay with that. Yeah, man. Um. Well, that's that's all I got, dude. Yeah, we got on a weird rant about bringing we characters did. back to life, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever. All right. Until next time, everyone. We will eventually come up with a clever sign-off. But until next time, thanks for joining us here at the panel discussion, and stay safe. And remember to always um, love each other. You know. That's not going to be our tagline. That's not our tagline. It's someone else's tagline. No. But always love each other. Ugh. Just, yeah. Here's mine. Whatever. Hey, thanks for listening. Go fuck yourselves. Anthony. Yeah, Chris. What are you recording? I'm currently recording a Vinyl Divers podcast. Vinyl episode. Divers? What's that? Vinyl Divers is a podcast that I do where I talk everything music related from bands that are on vinyl that I've collected, uh, old vinyl that I found and purchased, to bands that I am currently listening to on iTunes and Spotify because guess what? I can't afford all the vinyl that I want. But it's a vinyl podcast. Yes, essentially. It's a music podcast that started off as a vinyl podcast. Is there diving involved? There is diving into podcasts and vinyls. Where can I find Vinyl Divers? Find Vinyl Divers on the network app, BICVP-radio.com. 
Sweet. Keep diving. 